This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Wash my hands of this weirdness. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Friday, July 31st, where your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, Tony Sanfilippo, who's uh, more rested and has his green teeny with him today. How you doing today, Tone? Uh, doing good, buddy. It's uh, had a day off yesterday, got a day off today. Um, maybe going down to Denver to enjoy a little, uh, not like you can actually go inside, but it's uh, opening day for the Rockies here in Colorado. So uh, nice. should be a fun day here and uh I got some stuff I got to take care of down there anyhow, so uh, I'll be heading that way after the show regardless. So, Very cool. Doing good. Very yeah. cool. It's a Friday. We're headed into the weekend. You know, we hopefully we can take you guys out on an up note, but uh, you know what? It's Anytime it's a Friday, it's something to look forward to. Oh, absolutely. You know, even though it's my Sunday and my personal life uh, for the show, it is Friday, and I do uh, get uh, the next two days to uh, kind of sleep in and not have to get up uh, as early for it. So exactly. that would be good. I don't have to do the late night prepping the next uh, day. Just day. Still got to do the prepping on Sunday, but not today. Not tomorrow, though. So that will be good. Hey, yeah. Weekend will weekend will be great. So Perfect. Well, let's kick things off the way that we do every day with a question for my co-host, Tony. Tony, do you believe in reincarnation and if so do you believe that you've been reincarnated from anybody in particular have sort of past life feelings anything along those lines you know it's one of those things like nothing's out of the realm right does anyone really know because you get those weird like deja vu moments like hey i've done this before you know and not just because it's familiar but you actually feel like you've done it and you know what's going to happen next and it happens i've had those so well that's just a glitch in the matrix yeah, I have that stuff. But as far as uh, being reincarnated, and I always joke like I'm going to come back as like, I don't know. So I, I feel like if there was a past life, I must have been a pretty bad guy in my last life or girl, whatever. Um, <laughs> because like, like, I'm a nice guy and I do the right thing all the time. And, uh, you know, sometimes there's things in life that just don't go my way. And I'm just like, you yeah. I must have been really bad in the last life, you know. So, so yeah, I guess I I kind of believe in it. I don't know if I 100% do, but uh, you know, yeah, I feel like it it exists, you know. 
All right. This is such a long answer. Why don't you just say yes or no? Like, I don't need to drag this out. Well, part of it is we have to fill about seven minutes, so... uh, (laughs) Oh, okay. So dragging it out is not a bad thing. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I feel like I'm rambling about it. I'm not giving you a direct answer. But, uh, so I'll just say yes. Yeah, I do. Well, I always say, you know, it could have been worse. We could have been born into a different situation, you know, a starving kid in Africa. Um, who knows? So I, I, I count our blessings for what we have and, and, you know, what we've made of ourselves. Obviously, uh, you know, it's, you know, you're, what you do now is not deterrent or, or not uh, predicated on uh, how you were born. I guess that's the best way to say it, or in this case, in a previous life. Right. All right. All of that goes to say that a TikTok trend has users attempting past life regression therapy and making content based on their alleged past lives. One teen is claiming to be Catherine Eddowes, one of Jack the Ripper's victims. The teen, Draco Malfoy is fit, okay, uses the Buggles video killed the radio star, which actually we use a clip of that for our intro. Uh, The sound from another TikTok trend about death conspiracies to allege the notorious serial killer murdered her in her past life. She completes her video with the hashtags hashtag past life regression and hashtag past life. Participants in past life regression therapy are hypnotized and visions of their past lives come to them during that time. While some TikTokers are sharing videos featuring the hypnosis process, others like Draco Malfoy is fit, are sharing the aftermath featuring what they discovered about their past lives. After, we'll just say she, or her, initial video went viral, she made several story time videos detailing her past life regression experience. She quote says, so I was on the street, saw this guy. I was like, you know, a prostitute. (laughs) I love these (laughs) quotes from teenagers. We had a little chat, and then he took me like around the corner of the street. Bear in mind, I saw the sign of the street. It was Whitechapel. You already know where this is going. Apparently, people already do know where it's going. So he took me into this alleyway and slit my throat. Right before he slit my throat, I asked him what his name was. He said, I'm Jack the effing Ripper. Obviously, I censored that a little bit. <laughs> just just a little bit, yeah. you know? Then <laughs> I, You had to add the... I love this. Then my, like, soul left my body, and I was looking down at this body being mutilated. I looked at the cases, and I'm pretty sure I was Catherine Eddowes. Um, boy, that's a uh, a lot to digest. I understand that. I mean, that's just a very big imagination. I don't, it I could don't really be, think that was your past thing. It, it could be something that's real but uh yeah if you're a tiktok star if you're a youtube star or anything like you know along those lines work on your speaking habits because uh dropping like every two seconds doesn't make for good content just gonna say (laughs) right all right with like totally (laughs) yep with all that being said like today is friday but uh, we've got a great show lined up for you Let's go ahead and talk about today's Friday show, shall we? It's Friday, Friday, gotta get down on Friday. Everybody looking forward to the weekend, weekend. We're looking forward to the weekend. We like to take you guys into the weekend on an up note, which is why we do good news, everyone, every Friday. We have a segment called The Last Blockbuster. Our call-in topic today was stemmed from a conversation yesterday 
bad breakups and the uh, psycho hose beasts that they produce. Psycho hose beasts blowing up the phone line. <laughs> we have a segment called Becoming Our Parents. We close out the day with This Day in History. But up next, Tony is here with the entertainment news. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Join the conversation. Call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now, back to the show. And we are back to the show. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Friday, July 31st. Now, we set up a a 24-hour-a-day, 7-day-a-week voicemail line called the Phoenix Line, giving you guys, the listeners and watchers, an opportunity to call in, leave a message about any topic. Hey, you might might be bored over the weekend, feeling a little bit lonely. You can give us a call and just uh, let us know what you're doing, how you're feeling. Maybe uh, give a suggestion for a future topic. We always love uh, the input from you guys. That number is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We will put those together and put them out in a future show. Now, it is the second segment of the show, and as we do each and every day, Tony is here with the entertainment news. Good morning, everybody. It is July 31st, as Chris said, and here's your Filippo Fast Five. Universal commits $200 million for Tom Cruise and Doug Lyman's space movie. Wow. Um, this movie's going to be taking uh, place in space, and it looks like Universal's the one that picked up the rights. So uh, there's an investor, ladies and gentlemen. We'll keep you posted. Ellen DeGeneres posts an apology over toxic workplace allegations and investigation. So... Apparently not all is fun on the Ellen show. Ron Howard says that the Willow Disney Plus series remains in active development and will be out in 2021. Oh, cool. Taylor Swift changed her folklore merch after logo controversy. Apparently there's another company called The Folklore. And whoever designed Taylor Swift's merchandise literally ripped off the logo from that company. So. Taylor Swift made it right, though, and did change it. So Uh, the first chapter in Netflix's Transformers War of Cybertron trilogy is an action-packed and insightful adventure. It is getting great reviews, and it is now available for streaming on Netflix today. So after the show, you want to start your Transformers fix? Go do it. And that was your Fast Five. Now on to the actual entertainment news, uh, where I picked five random stories for you today. Uh, some will sound familiar, some will just be kind of filler, because it was a slow day in the entertainment world. Um, we're going to start out with movies in the uh, movie theater business, just keep you guys updated on the crazy going on here. So the other day I reported Universal and AMC had worked out a VOD deal. Well, it looks like other studios will be doing the same thing. So following the groundbreaking deal with Universal that drastically shortens the theatrical windows, AMC Theaters has offered the same to everybody else. Um, They extended the deal first with Disney. Due to the fact that the coronavirus pandemic, the movie industry has just seen so many drastic changes this year. Back in March, when theaters began to close down indefinitely, Universal had to make the decision to send Trolls World Tour straight to VOD 
instead of waiting for a theatrical run. It proved to be something of a success as they made a ton of money off of it. Other studios followed suit, but Universal really took this new strategy with gusto. Um, At the end of April, AMC announced they would no longer show any Universal films on their screen, and then they got into a big fight. This is all kind of the same stuff I've reported on for the last... Yeah, 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 backstory. So long story short, they got into a big fight saying, well, I won't play your movies and... And then Universal was like, okay, well, you know, they had to do what they had to do. But now um, it it breaks out that AMC um, offered similar deals to other major studios. Uh, The terms are slightly different for each one as AMC would receive 20% of the gross revenue for the rentals and would have to pay 2% less for each film it distributes. So far, no other studio has accepted the deal. Disney being cited as one that is especially uninterested. Hmm. Why would they? You right. know, they have they could roll it out on their own network if they needed to. Disney is worried that a shortened theatrical window would impact the profitability for their family films. It makes sense. Um, so far, it just goes back and forth giving you the financials of it. So I'm not going to read all the rest of that stuff. So basically, in a nutshell, looks like Universal and AMC patched up a friendship. Because Universal knows it would be successful for them. Um, but it doesn't surprise me that a company like Disney doesn't want to do that. Um, you know, you got to get that big run in the theater, which now it seems like it's about three to five months is the typical run for a movie in theater. About Or maybe it's three to four. And then by mm-hmm. month five, six, then it's out on demand and stuff. That seems to be uh, the typical trend before all of this. But uh, Well, in Disney yeah. in particular, most of their movies are theater experiences you know they they don't release a lot of you know low budget uh movies that can easily be played at home you know they have these you know huge spectacle type movies obviously they own uh, the star wars and the marvel franchises so i can see where disney wouldn't be particularly happy with a shortened uh, theater run just because most of their movies are better viewed in theaters yeah, you know, it's kind of like I got to see uh, Onward um, in theaters, like right before the whole thing crashed. That was probably the last big movie I saw in a Me theater. Too. And um, yeah, it was surprising to see it already on Disney Plus so fast. It was actually really weird. Yeah. Um, knowing that you just saw it and like it just come out. And that poor movie probably, you know, was such a great movie. It's one of those that. Unfortunately, with it not getting a full theater run, I think it did affect its overall intake. So Yeah, it would have made a lot more money if all of this wasn't going on. Yeah. So but nonetheless, um in still sticking in the movie world, um right now, you know, we always talk about movies that get shuffled and delayed. Um yeah, I know when I was looking for stories, uh unhinged with Russell Crowe that uh, road rage movie that was uh-huh. supposed to open up the theaters back has been delayed to August 21st. But in the meantime, jumping off Pixar, Pixar has announced that uh, they have an original movie coming in 2021 titled Luca set in the Italian Riviera. Hmm. Um, it will be coming out June in 2021. Um, over the past several years, Pixar has just kind of been sticking with sequels, including fighting Dory, Incredibles two, Toy Story 4, all which were critically and commercially successful. Um, The animation studio is now putting a renewed focus on crafting more original films. 
with no follow-up said to be in development. Audiences are getting a taste of the strategy because uh, Onward hit back in March and Soul is scheduled to come out in November. Um, so they've announced that this movie, Luca, is an original film directed by Enrico Karoska, who de- he helmed the short Pixar film, La Luna. It will release in theaters June 18th, 2021. And the movie is set in a beautiful seaside town of the Italian Riviera. The original animated feature is a coming-of-age story about one young boy experiencing an unforgettable summer filled with gelato, pasta, and endless scooter rides. Luca shares these adventures with his newfound best friend, but all the fun is threatened by a deeply held secret. He is a sea monster from another world just below the water's surface. All right. So ah, that old trope. Like, yeah, that old <laughs> thing. It's like, oh, I'm living my best life. Although I'm a sea monster, I gotta go back to sea. So, uh, anyways, they show one little screenshot of uh, of like two friends jumping off a cliff into the water. Uh, animation, nice looking, as you would expect for a Pixar movie. Um, to me, Pixar does uh, no. I can't think of any Pixar movies I've been like, meh, that wasn't that good. Yeah, um, I mean they they like, they take a lot of time with their story development, which is. Yeah, really appreciate. It. Obviously, the animation is beautiful, but they tell really, really good stories. Yeah, they do. Um, so that'll be coming out in June of next year if you're interested. And then, uh, speaking of being interested, jumping into a TV news here, uh, the Muppets returned today with a Disney Plus series that's closer to the variety sketch roots than the disappointing 2015 ABC sitcom. The most wonderful thing about the Muppets is they can go anywhere and do anything. Over the year, Jim Henson's felt creations have committed elaborate capers, hobnobbled with the biggest and most obscure celebrities become a classic works of literature and even gone into space. Why then, over the 20 years, the Muppet Studio has struggled to figure out how to use these characters who prove they can be used in any capacity? Um, So after 2015's disappointment of ABC's The Muppets, the show trialed and failed uh, to have adult relationships and psychology with the characters. It was basically a take like The Office, which I didn't think it was right. that bad. I mean, Fozzie Bear did go to Costco. That was kind of fun. <laughs> I remember uh, that. <laughs> but uh, the uh, Disney Plus Muppets now is a, is a significant improvement. It's an uh, unscripted series. It has a number of laughs, all-age appeal, and memorable moments. It's... Uh, Basically, Scooter is the producer, and he uploads little segments on tight deadlines. And uh, they have, like, Lifestyle with Miss Piggy, a cooking competition with the Swedish chef, um, <laughs> a Muppet Labs field test segment with Dr. Bunsen, Dr. Bunsen, Honeydew, and Beaker, Mupp Close and Personal, um, which is interviews with different Muppets, and a game show hosted by Pepe the Prawn. So... <laughs> Um, you know, if you're a fan of the Muppets, I, I've always enjoyed them. Um, lots of different little sketch stuff. It's more old school than it is recent. Uh, that's available on Disney Plus today. Yeah, so, I uh, heard the charm of this series, this new series, is that most of it's ad-libbed. And so it gives these puppeteers and the voices and, you know, the people who are making these characters come to life, uh, gives them the opportunity to really sort of let the funny out, which uh, apparently when they were doing the 2015 show, the funniest things were the stuff that were not on camera uh, when they were just in between takes. 
Yeah, that's uh, I'm looking forward to watching it. It looks really good. Um, you know, you can't go wrong with the Muppets. You've, you have the franchise. You might as well do something. With yeah. It. So, yeah, there you I go. Agree. Well, who would have thought you could take three stories and stretch them into a whole segment? But that was your entertainment news today. We really just stretched that. So uh, we'll roll on to birthdays. I'll save the other two for filler down the line. That works. All right, the birthdays today. Um, M. Shadows, the lead singer of Avenged Sevenfold, is 38. Actually, he's 39. He's in 81. They just, I don't know. Maybe they, they're like me. They omit this year. They so I'm going to go with there it. You go. <laughs> I, I'd like to say 38. Like, this year just didn't happen. Uh, Mark Cuban, uh, owner of the Mavericks, and uh, he's an entrepreneur. He is he's a shark. Um, 61 years old. BJ Novak, who played Ryan in The Office, is 40. AJ Green, wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bungles, is 31. Yes, I know I said Bungles. Wesley Snipes, Willie Mays Hayes, a.k.a. Blade, 57. Dean Kane, the original TV Superman, is 53. Demarcus Ware, former uh, football player for the Cowboys and uh, our Denver Broncos. He is 37 years old. Wow. Wow. I he's that young. He looks he looks older when you say I thought he was older than everything. us. Oops. Yeah, I thought he was in the 40s. Yeah, he's uh, apparently he is 37. John Five, the guitarist for Rob Zombie, is 48 years old, and that's your celebrity birthdays today. Right on. Well, that does it for the entertainment news. When we come back, uh, we like to take you guys into the weekend on an up note, and that's why we've got good news, everyone. So don't go anywhere. We've got good news ahead. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Friday, July 31st. Now, uh, we are all over social media. Many of you watching us on Facebook Live or YouTube Live as we speak. We also rebroadcast every evening on the AUN TV network. That's 13 stations across Northern California and Northern Nevada. Now, if you want to get a hold of us on social media, I can be found at Facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K. Phoenix with an F, radio, of course, with an R, or on Instagram at Christian Phoenix. Tony's available at Facebook.com forward slash Tony dot San Filippo. That's S-A-N-F-I-L-I-P-P-O dot nine four, or on Instagram at Tony dot San Filippo 81. And Ryan, who is still out on a job, is available at Facebook.com forward slash Ryan dot wink, or on Instagram at Names Wink. Now, being that it's Friday, with all of the craziness going on in the world, you know, all we hear is about the bad stuff coming out, all the, the negativity, and, you know, we here at the Christian Phoenix Radio Show, we like to look on the lighter side of things, especially on Friday, take you guys into the weekend on an up note, which is why we have a segment titled... Good News, Everyone! So, kicking off with our Good News, Everyone, this first story... George Ahern's original act of kindness grew into the East-West Food Rescue, an organization that aims to raise money for farmers and direct excess farm-grown crops towards food banks. 
The novel coronavirus pandemic has notably impacted multiple industries and people's livelihoods all over the world. But as the virus continues to surge throughout the United States, George Ahern, who resides in Washington, has made it his mission to help the food sector and those in need in the midst of the pandemic. According to the Good News Network, fitting for good news, everyone, Ahern first decided to take action after hearing about the setbacks farmers are currently facing due to the COVID-19 shutdowns. Quote, they immediately lost all the restaurant contracts they had for these quality potatoes and onions. And since European countries were shut down, they weren't exporting them because their restaurants were closed. Now, many rural farmers were left with excess crops that could not be sold and would therefore have been left to rot. Ahern quickly decided to help direct the remaining produce to food banks in Seattle, but he needed some help. He asked friends on Facebook if he could borrow a truck or trailer to transport 2,000 pounds of onions and potatoes into the city. The response was bigger than he anticipated. He was offered four trucks and two trailers, and with some support, ultimately hauled over nine tons of food to help feed communities in need. Ahern's solo initiative quickly turned into a nonprofit organization, the East-West Food Rescue. So far, he and his team have saved almost two and a half million pounds of food from local farmland and gathered donations for the farmers who have been impacted by the pandemic. The mission is extremely organic and took on a life of its own almost immediately, said Nancy Ballin, who is now the president of the nonprofit organization. The mission is ever-growing. The team's over arching goal to save over 10 million pounds of food and raise over $250,000 in the process. So again, you know, the, this pandemic has affected more than just what we see in our day to day. It's affected the supply cha uh, chain. And uh, luckily with someone like George Ahern, you know, he's able to help out farmers and help those who uh, have a need for food in the food bank's and, uh, you know, I, I definitely congratulate George Ahern and say that is certainly good news, everyone. Tony, what's your good news? Mine is going to play off one of those uh, Filippo Fast Five bites I had earlier this week. I, I said, figured you, know, you were going to go with this one. If, if this one happened, it had to be good news. Well, it happened before today, so... My good news ties into Ryan Reynolds and the stolen teddy bear and the reward. Uh, so I'm going to read you the story here. <clears throat> a Vancouver woman has been reunited with a teddy bear that has special significance for her. Maria Serrano's mother, Marilyn Serrano, Soriano, I apologize, 53, died on June 29, 2019 after battling cancer. Mara Soriano said her mom gifted her the bear, which includes a voice-recorded message shortly before her passing. During a hectic move... Last week, the bear was stolen outside the U-Haul that Soriano and her fiancé rented to transport their belongings. It was packed in a bag with other valuables. On Saturday, after CNN's news partner reported, CBC reported the missing bear, the search for Soriano's bear spread quickly across social media and caught the attention of actor Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds offered a reward of $5,000 for the return of the bear, then other celebrities, including Dan Levy and Zach Braff, tweeted their sentiments in hoping of reuniting Soriano with the bear. After Reynolds offered, Soriano told CNN that the Canadian TV and radio personality, George, there's no way I'm saying this dude's <laughs> name uh, correctly. It's Strombolopoulos. It is the longest last name in the history of last names. So I'm going to call him Strombi because that's just I like it. a long name. 
George Stromby and Kraft Peanut Butter each pitched in $5,000, making the total reward now $15,000. In a tweet Wednesday, Soriano said the bear had been returned to her by two good Samaritans without a scratch on her and the voice box intact. The only thing missing was the bear's glasses, a replica of the ones her mother wore. It means everything to me, Soriano said. There's... There was a part of me that thought I'd never see it again for sure. It's a big city. There were many places she could have been. It was like trying to find a needle in a haystack. Um, Then there's a picture of her holding the bear with a big smile. Now that I've got her, I just feel a little bit more hopeful and a little bit more bright. Every time I look at the bear, it's just a reminder that my mom really is with me always. She'll always come back to me. And happier news, thank you, everyone who searched high and low, Reynolds tweeted. To the person who took the bear, thanks for keeping it safe. Vancouver is awesome. Security footage from Soriano's apartment building revealed a man taking the bag packed with her valuables, according to CBC. The men who returned her bear told Soriano they found it at a nearby park. Soriano spoke with Reynolds and said he wired the reward money to men who found the bear. She said she's in contact with Stromby and Kraft Peanut Butter to get the Good Samaritans their full reward. So that's, you know, good news right there. It is. I'd say that. Good news, everyone. (laughs) So uh, I'm just curious, uh, you know, they may not mention it, but uh, the person who took the bear, any chance that one of those two Good Samaritans were the, uh, the person who took it? Uh, it doesn't say if it was or not. It just says was found in a park, and then two two guys found it. So, you know, it just uh, it seems like the person that uh, it could have all been like, all right, well, there's gonna be a reward, so I'll leave it at the park. You guys turn it in, and then we'll all get a reward. I don't, I don't know, right? If that's how that worked, but uh, you know, but Reynolds um, said it, no questions asked, so. Yep, and he gave that person the money. So kudos to Reynolds for living up to that. But more, more importantly, great for the uh, um, for Soriano for getting her uh, mom's bear back. That's cool. Yeah, ultimately, that's the most important factor of it. You know, if if the people who returned it were involved with the person who took it, you know, obviously things will work that way out later on in life but uh you know soriano's got that piece of her mother back and that is good news everyone all right folks well we are gonna head into a commercial break when we come back we have a segment called the last blockbuster you won't want to miss it so stay tuned Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Friday, July 31st. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to americamatters.us, click on the shows and podcasts link, Scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show, and from there you can get video, you can also get audio as well. Or you can head over to wherever you get podcasts. That's Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, about 20 in all. 
While you're there, be sure to subscribe so you always have the latest episode. Leave a review, let us know what you think, and of course, tell your friends because sharing is caring. Now in this segment uh, we've titled The Last Blockbuster, yesterday we were talking about problems of the past. Growing up kids of the 80s and 90s, teenagers in the 90s, you know, the the issues we dealed with, with uh, CDs being scratched and Windows 95 taking forever. And one of the things we talked about was movie stores. Obviously, Blockbuster, Video Maniacs, if you were uh, around here, Hollywood Video. And, uh, you know, with Blockbuster, when a new movie came out, you had to rush to the store there on that uh, Friday or whatever new movie day was and make sure that people hadn't uh, rented them all out. Well, I was surprised to find out that, uh, you know, most people would assume Blockbusters went bankrupt, went completely out of business. There is actually still one Blockbuster store left on this planet, and it's located in Bend, Oregon. Did you know that there was one more Blockbuster tone? I did, yeah. That's the only one in existence. Just that's it. Yeah, I had known there was one in Alaska, but I had heard that got shut down uh, maybe a couple years ago. But I didn't realize there was this one in Bend, Oregon. Well, needless to say, there is a Twitter account, and uh, it's called The Last Blockbuster, or at least the Twitter handle is Lone Blockbuster. Don't know if they're associated with the Bend, Oregon. Seems to be a little more of a parody account, but uh, the tweets that have come out of it are hilarious and uh, are a nice little throwback to some of the things that we dealt with uh, when blockbusters were around and, uh, you know, what you had to experience uh, if you've ever been to one. For instance, this first one says each member of our staff has their own thing. Like I'm good with sports movies. Rustin knows everything about superhero films. Abigail is great at getting DUIs and keeping her job because she's Colleen's niece. Yeah. <laughs> so it sounds like they're making sort of this story about this, you know, fictional last blockbuster that still exists and uh, I assume Colleen is either the manager or the owner of it and Abigail, uh, you know, she's she's riding on her aunt's coattails. This next <laughs> this next tweet and uh, we can all relate to it. Well, it's official. The register pen is now on a chain. You made us do this. <laughs> how many times and tony and i both worked at uh video stores hollywood video how many times had people walked off with the pen all the time they still do that at uh where i work now like we have to you have to tether your pin there because your pin goes missing so you never lend out well with corona now you can't hand out your pin but uh, no. before that before plexiglass world and all that uh People wouldn't have a pin and you would lend yours and it was usually a good pin and then you'd get sidetracked with something for a second and be gone. So, no. Yeah. I've even seen some businesses where uh, it was actually a restaurant where they have two little pen holders and one is, you know, the sanitized pens, the other is the dirty pens and, you know, they'd go through it. It's weird the world we're living in right now speaking oh yeah speaking of coronavirus uh, obviously this twitter account has had a little fun with everything that's going on this next tweet we're now offering rooftop pickup just sat, uh, just shout which movie you want into the quick drop return slot and danny will huck it off the roof <laughs> i would love to see that in person that would be, That'd awesome. be funny the yo you guys got it you guys got the movie with the one guy with the other guy. You know, he was in that other thing with that girl. You know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Danny, get the movie. She's talking about Back to the Future. Just grab it. Right. 
Uh, I, I think maybe that's where part of my vault of useless pop culture knowledge came from was working at the movie theaters and the video store from those people that would come in saying, oh, you know, that one movie with the one guy and they did that thing where they went in the car and, you know, just being able to sort of piece those things together and be like, oh, yeah, you're talking about this came out in this year starring this actor. Yeah, I think it, that has to play a role. That's where I got a lot of my geekiness stuff was that, um, man, I did that you know, I was in that business like you for uh, all through high school. So I did my four year run. I even went back uh, in 2001 and I worked briefly when Video Maniacs resurfaced in Reno. Then I got robbed by the little old lady, and that was the end of my uh, video career there. <laughs> <laughs> that might be there a story for o- another day. There was game over, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> robbed by the little old woman on uh, Fifth Street in Reno. So, or Eighth Street, one of them, wherever. <laughs> It's funny with the sort of the visualization of that last tweet of, you know, hawking the movie off the rooftop. It's funny when I think of Blockbuster, I don't think about Blockbuster DVDs, which obviously they had for a long period of time. I always think about the VHS tapes, just the big bricks in those clamshell cases. Yeah, you know what's funny is when we talk video stores, that's all I really think about too. Like yeah. when you say video rentals, my brain goes to the movies behind the box. That's when you knew it. And Blockbuster was very distinct. They had their logo on everything, and it was in that clamshell. Uh, Video Maniacs always just you had the tape, like in the clear case that was behind the box. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes people would mess with you because if you thought, like when we talked the other day with movies being out and there's nothing behind the box, people would sometimes take other movies and stuff it behind, and you get excited. You're like, oh, man, that movie's in. And then you look, you're like, oh. Right. <laughs> Oh, it's, it's 30 days and 30 nights. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This next tweet uh, sort of goes to the longevity, uh, you know, plays on the longevity, at least of this last blockbuster, quote unquote. It says, laugh all you want. We were here before you were born and we'll be here after you die. Sounds like a quote from Betty White. <laughs> Gotta love the humor of the tweet there. Yep. This one's a little bit throwback to uh, back in the day when Blockbuster was a big thing. It says, we won't swear at your kids unless they swear at us first. That's the Blockbuster promise. Copyright. <laughs> I wonder if it really is somebody that works there or if it's, uh, or if it's just parody. Sounds fun, though. I-, I think it's just parody, but, you know, somebody's having fun with it. Because there's somebody that runs the uh, Wendy's account. They do they the Twitter account, and they're always trolling all the other uh, fast food stores or uh, restaurants. Really? <laughs> yeah. You read the, read a Wendy's one sometimes. I, I think <laughs> they even mentioned at the top of this that there's a, a good Wendy's Twitter account. So uh, I'll have to check that one out. I love it when people have fun and and you know don't think take things too seriously. Uh, speaking of which, and this may have been the lady who robbed you. This uh, tweet, <laughs> I can't believe we have to say this, but if you knock over a shelf and it lands on an old woman, please help her get out from under it. <laughs> oh, man. They were they were like those flimsy little bookshelves that just held everything. Oh, you Never knock had- into those and they just come tumbling down like dominoes. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, always hated at the end of the night. You had to straighten the movies, you know, because people touch them all day and it's just. Make sure they're back where they would be so it looked all ready for the next day. (laughs) 
Actually, life was really simple. When you look back at it, it was kind of an easy, really easy job. Yeah. Yeah, you sort of take it for granted when you're there, but, uh, you know, you got to watch any movie you really wanted to. You had access to unlimited candy and popcorn and all that stuff. And Oh, yeah. You know, it, it, was, it was the perfect high school job. Yeah, it was great. Great time. All right, this next one, I think they have a point here. It says, due to financial conditions going forward, we will only release new movies if it features Tom Hanks, The Avengers, or both. <laughs> I could uh, I could see that in this day and age. Obviously, when you and I worked in the in that business, uh, that stuff didn't really exist too much. Uh, actually, not at all. Um, it'd be like old school, terrible versions of the Marvel movies back then. Right. Like when Dolph Lundgren <laughs> was the Punisher, oh. David Hasselhoff was Nick Fury. Uh, that that was a fantastic. That was a dark time for us geeky nerdy guys. Yeah. That's that's back when DC made good movies. Like yeah. that's when you had Batman, you know, stuff like But that was really it. Yeah, Batman and Superman were like the only two like superhero movies you knew of. And uh but Tom Hanks was putting out movies back then. I think uh when I was there you had Saving Private Ryan, Castaway, Forrest Gump, yeah. Yeah, and you had You Got Mail. So yeah, the Tom Hanks part's true, but uh yeah, the Joe Avengers versus one, the volcano. Uh, yeah, Avengers, not so much. But I can see that nowadays. Yeah. Well, here's one we've all run into, not necessarily at the video store, but really any store you go into. It says, the Girl Scouts are blocking our, interest, our entrance, and when we asked them to move, they called us boomers and told us to start shopping for coffins. I wonder what badge that falls under. Ooh. Those are, those are uh, get the hell off my property, you little brat. Right. Type thing, yeah. Get off my lawn. Get your stale-ass cookies off my lawn. <laughs> Here's something that I think we all had heart palpitations over at one point in time. It says, if you accidentally return one of your home videos, we can legally rent it out to customers. Not saying yeah. we will, but we could. And just be careful on what home movie that might be. Yeah, I, I had uh, the one with, uh, with Batman and Robin with uh, Mr. Freeze. Freeze! And back then you could splice movies and somebody spliced a uh, X-rated uh, scene <laughs> right, when, right when Arnold, we got the complaint, we checked it out in the back and he's like, what did he, what was the line when uh, Mr. Freeze froze somebody? He was like, chill out! <laughs> or how about you chill? And oh, he froze God. and then all of a sudden it just went into a dirty, uh, it, was, it was like less than a three second clip and then went back into uh, Batman and Robin, but <laughs> Tyler Durden, uh, he definitely got a hold of that that copy there. That he did. And then finally, before we head into our long break, let's close out with this one. People always ask us if Die Hard is a Christmas movie, and our answer is always the same. Yes. Please just rent something. We don't care. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> uh, but in my opinion, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Obviously, yes. Tony believes so as well. Ooh, that might be a debate for another time. But folks, we are headed into our long break. We've got our second hour coming up, including our call-in topic of bad breakups. So stick with us. We'll see you guys in about seven.
fed up. Fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Second hour of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Friday, July 31st. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. Still here with my co-host, Tony Sanfilippo. How you holding up so far? I'm doing great, man. That first hour flew by as it usually does. And uh, here we go, hour two. Yep. One more hour left until we roll into the weekend. Or at least get the weekend started off. Now, this is the interactive portion of the show. This is where we want you guys, the listeners and the viewers, to call in at the end of this segment at 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255, toll-free from anywhere in the world. About today's topic, and today's topic, speaking of which, uh, actually spawns off from our opening question yesterday. did a little story about a guy who got revenge on his ex-girlfriend after they broke up by posting flyers around the neighborhood about uh, a Chewbacca impersonation contest. Of course, gave her phone number. And the result was voicemail after voicemail of people trying to do their best <laughs> Chewbacca impersonation. Sort of a, a lighthearted, funny thing to take yeah, out of a breakup. Fu- it makes me laugh. It's it's pretty damn funny. It is. It's it's harmless. It's funny. It, I mean, it's annoying for her, but damn, it's funny. <laughs> so we got talking a little bit about bad breakups. We've all had them. We all have our own personal psycho hose beast, uh, as we like to put it. Uh, Tony gave uh, a little story about his. Uh, do you want to give just a, a, a quick recap of that? Yeah, you know, obviously we. I have I've experienced some bad breakups. Uh, obviously, uh, the divorce was the most painful one. So that one didn't result in the psycho hose beast because she's not. It just didn't work, um, unfortunately. But uh, in high school, when you go through those, where you, those are the ones where you develop kind of the weird ones and maybe even post-adult life. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow, post-adult life, that makes sense. <laughs> um, you mean death? What I mean by that is like, yeah, after divorce, like the dating star. Like I've dated some random like weird girls but uh you know none that turned into be psychos like i haven't had a nutcase just the one in the only one i ever had that remotely classifies as a quote-unquote psycho host piece is uh is this girl um stacy that i dated in high school and uh, she was just some girl in dayton and i it, it was like I don't even know how i met her i it might have been through the video store could have been like a friend of a a friend or something. And, uh, I just remember when it came time to break up and I, cause she wasn't very nice. Like she was like kind of a, a mean girl. My mom didn't really like her. My sister didn't like her. Um, my Don't. dog Doobie didn't like her. <laughs> yeah. He like, he like growled at her and Doobie was like the nicest dog, but any here nor there, when I finally 
broke up with her, um, she showed up at my house all the time. This was before cell phones, before, you know, social media, stuff like that. So, you know, it's just kind of, it was always that fear because like I had this window that faced the front, that was kind of by the front door. And I saw her one day, she's like peeking in the window, like Ooh. seeing if I'm home. And I'm like, ah! you know, like kind of <laughs> freaking out because you can't say you're not home. Right. And then she's knocking on the door and dude, she'd show up all the time. Um, and, uh, just could not get away from her. And then one time I'm at a, a local carnival in Carson with uh, Adam and Chris hit, uh, and she showed up there and she's like, Tony, Tony. And then they joke at the time. I didn't run. I run now, but back then I didn't run. And they said I was the fastest sprinter they've ever seen. <laughs> I, Cause I, I've got the hell out of there as fast as I could. And thank God that was the last time I saw her. But, uh, yeah, she was kind of nuts. Like she, when she showed up at my house that one time after breakup, she brought me a necklace and it was weird. It was like this, it was, it was a weird, it was like a little rope. And then inside there was a little glass jar thing. And then there was a little piece of rice and it said, Tony, it was like they, you know, they write the little, the little uh-huh. writing on a p- pasta or rice. And it said, Tony. And then the other, it said Stacy and it had a little heart. She gave that to me after the break, after the breakup. <laughs> could have been worse. It could was, have been like a little vial of her own blood. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it was, man. Right. I don't know. But anyways, that was, uh, I think it was my sophomore year, but that was my craziest one that I've ever had. I haven't had a, a stalker or anything like that since then. Just just the one time. So Yeah. And we mentioned yesterday, you know, as adults, people tend to mature and breakups ideally get a little bit easier, not as crazy. But, you know, in high school, you think, you know, you're with the one that you're going to be with for life. <laughs> and, and, you know, and this means everything and all that. And so I had a similar one where, you know, I was dating a girl for a little over a year. And, you know, we ended up breaking up. I don't even remember why or the, the terms around it, but uh, she got upset and, uh, you know, threw all of my stuff that she had out on her lawn, you know, calls up and says, you need to come pick up your crap right now. I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw it away. So I go over there and start picking up my stuff. And while I'm doing that, she runs out of the house and basically pins herself between me and the car. So it won't let me get back into the car. And, you know, it turns from anger to don't leave me. You know, it's... Uh, it's the way things go, you know, and, and you know, you, unfortunately you got to break a few hearts every now and then, but, uh, you know, it, it was high school. Obviously we've all moved on since then and, uh, yeah. have even run I'm, into I'm her. I'm having flashbacks of, uh, of when that happened to yeah. you. I mean, I wasn't there for that, but I remember <laughs> you telling me that, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, ran into her even later on in life and you know, it's all yeah. cool now. It's all good. But, yeah. uh, folks, those are our, Bad breakup slash psycho hose beast stories. We want to hear from you. We are opening the phone lines now. That number, 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255, toll-free from anywhere in the world. You don't have to drop names. You can remain anonymous unless you're Tim because we recognize your voice. But uh, in any case, give us a call now. Again, 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255. When we come back, we turn the phone lines over to you guys.
unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Friday, July 31st. We are in the middle of our call-in topic today. Bad breakup stories. Who's your psycho hose beast? And it doesn't have to be men talking about women. It could be women talking about men, men talking about men, women talking about women. We've all had bad breakups, so it's something we all share in. Not share in as in share in stone, but share in. In any case, we want you to call right now, 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255, toll free from anywhere in the world. We shared our stories. We want to hear from you guys. And again, you can remain anonymous. You don't even have to call out that person by name, just in case they happen to be listening. But, uh, you know, we we love to be entertained. You can even chime in on our Facebook page if you've got a nice, quick little story as well. So while we're waiting for people to call up, um, let's go ahead and run down a few breakup horror stories that uh, people from the Internet have posted. For instance, uh, this one submitted by Abby Morris on Facebook says, I dated a guy for a few months. One day he stopped returning my texts and calls. He told me he was having, quote, family trouble and couldn't talk. This went on for a few days until I found out the real reason he wasn't talking to me. He was waiting for his breakup postcard to arrive in the mailbox. That's right. He broke up with me via postcard. I didn't even know postcards wow. were really a thing. I thought they were just... Can you uh, imagine getting that in the mail? You're like, what happened? I haven't seen my... I just saw her yesterday, and... Okay. <laughs> the funny thing about that, and you know, in my situation, our mailbox isn't right out in front of the house, so we're not really able to check the mail every single day. We've got a, you know, a centralized mailbox that's way down the street, and we're lucky if we check it once a week. <laughs> That's how I am. Yeah. It's it's in a it's in a community box, a couple blocks away. So every once in a while, I'll go catch it or I'll go check it, but not too often. But could you imagine being that guy? Like it should have been there by now. Why is she still calling? Dude, she's not getting the hint. Did she not get my postcard? There's a puppy on it. Jeez, <laughs> a puppy. Here's, Just seal the deal. Here's one that was submitted by somebody who uh, apparently took whatever name the system gave her. Submitted by Megan S43902C575. What a name. Yeah, come up with something original, people. That's like the, <laughs> that's like the people who don't set up their voicemail accounts. You know, you, you call them up and they say, the number 4775. But, you know, it's like, yeah. just, just leave a greeting. It's not that hard. No. In any case. Or just say hello and mess with people. Yep. So, obviously, <laughs> some people are afraid of commitment. And that's uh, the case in this story. It says, we had dated for a while and talked about getting married. After a couple months of future planning, we decided to go look at rings. The next night after looking at rings, he showed up at my house, knocked on the door, gave me a hug and kiss, looked deep into my eyes and said, I think we should break up. Ooh, harsh. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say, when you do breakups, though, like it's best to do it in person. Uh, it's not easy, though. I no. mean, I, oof, last one I, you know, obviously, uh, last girl I was with, I mean, that having that conversation is tough, but you know, you hit that, you hit that part where if you're both feeling it, it like it's not gonna go forward. I mean, you have to, <clears throat> you have to find a way to do it. And if you can end on friends and that's what you want, you know, which is what we were able to do. Great. You know, mm-hmm. and 
you know it's better than having that awkward like where because you build resentment and then it just gets harder to do it and then you don't want to hurt the person's feelings so it's just better to just get it done but that's right. that's pretty harsh when there's you always think some- you're gonna get married that's that's bad that, like, that's a tough one right if you think if one person thinks it's going that way the other's like mm-hmm not doing it yeah just out of the blue i mean if you think everything's going fine we're planning for our future and then just you know stone cold nope not ready for it let's break up that would be tough just a simple thing hey i'm not ready for that right now but i like where things are let's just see how it goes you know (laughs) then if you're feeling pressured and you're being forced into it then have that conversation have the tough talk yeah yeah and don't do it over text there's something lost in that translation but uh, we are talking bad breakup stories our own personal psycho hose beasts we do want to hear from you guys again give us a call right now 844-790-TALK 844-790-8255 or you can even chime in on our facebook page now this next one i think you'll appreciate tony says i was dating this guy for three years and things were getting pretty serious he was already bought no he had already bought an engagement ring and he bought me a promise ring for my 21st birthday things started to get rocky when he told me he wanted to go to three to four video game competitions a year As we were getting more serious, I was thinking about the future and what that money could go to, and he just wanted to continue to play video games professionally. An hour later, he broke up with me saying, quote, video games are my biggest dreams, and this is my biggest opportunity, and this is what I want to do, and this is who I am. I gave him back all of his stuff. Now, he won't give me back my Pyrex dish or my t-shirts because he just doesn't want to. A breakup all because of video games, and all I want is my Pyrex dish back. You know, Pyrex, they're hard to come by. So give her a Pyrex dish back. You play your video games. But, uh, you know, I I can see where, uh, you know, his his dreams took precedence over his relationship. Yeah, well, and that's, again, if that's something uh, you can grow on in your current, you know, if you're out there dating, I mean, you got to understand people have their, their passions and their dreams. And the whole point of being a relationship is to support each other in those things. But, uh you know, if the guy wants to go be a uh, full-on video game guy and he can do it, uh, support him because he can make a lot of money doing it apparently nowadays. Um, but, uh, yeah, if it's like somebody that's not working and that's all they're doing all day, then you're probably better off. I mean, yeah. the dude probably is going to need the Pyrex dish because if he's just sitting around playing video games all day and no <laughs> job, uh, he's probably not contributing much. So you're probably, again, better off. It's it's fine. Hey, yep. Pyrex dish can hold a lot of Cheeto dust. Yeah, it can. It sure can. <laughs> it's fun, funny. Speaking of uh, games and relationships, uh, Jesse and I had the, the conversation the other day that uh, the game of Monopoly is engineered to break up families and break up relationships because uh, that game can get heated. Oh, yeah. Do you ever see that episode of The Simpsons where they were playing uh, Monopoly? And then it led to a big old fight, and like uh, Chief Wiggum and the and the Springfield Police showed up. No, I don't recall no, yeah, that one. Yeah, and they and they had kind of dropped the thing that Monopoly causes violence and stuff. You know, because it, it can't get heated. You get, you know, especially it can bankrupt you. I it always seemed like people I played with, like my uh, sister, would always get Park Place and Boardwalk. Right. <laughs> always. Well, we recently played one that has like voice commands, and if it doesn't understand you and it makes a wrong move, you're almost stuck with what 
the decision it made and there's nothing you can do about it. There's no way you can make it right. And that can cause some controversy. But uh, speaking of controversy, we are talking bad breakups. We still have a few minutes left in the topic. So uh, feel free to give us a call right now. 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255. Moving on with the stories. Here's one uh, by Becca McCarthy. Don't know why she gave her full name, but okay. After about a year and a half of dating, my boyfriend ghosted me. He completely stopped talking and responding to me without any explanation. This was three months after we graduated from college, and we were living six hours apart, so I couldn't just drive to his house. Two months later, I went back to visit a friend. He still lived in that city with his parents, so I made a surprise visit to his house. We talked, had dinner, and he explained some things. Over the next few weeks, we worked things out and were officially together again. He came to visit me for a week during Christmas. Then we had our two-year anniversary in March, and everything was going great. Until he did it again. No explanations, no call, no text, no response, nothing. So I guess this text technically isn't a breakup story because he never actually had the balls to actually break up with me. And you see that a lot this, these days. you know. Yeah. It, you, well, I was going to say, did he die? Like, did he just disappear? Apparently not. Like, what if... What if Thanos snapped and he just did, he became dust? Like, <laughs> that thing. Yeah, no, unfortunately, ghosting is, it's, it's sometimes for some people, it's the easy way out. Like, they don't care, you know, if they just don't have to talk to you, especially right. if you don't live in the same city or town. You just, I just changed my number or I just yeah. don't reply to you anymore. I mean, sometimes it's easier for the other person being on the other end of it. It sucks, but you know what? You're better <laughs> off. So, well. Right. Uh, yeah, and, you know, I'm going through, I, and and I I was hoping. Through- I figure if you're going to spend enough time with that person to put that much time into it, you you'd have a little more respect than ghosting. I right. I get like the early goings. It, it that happens, you know. Yeah. You just stop talking. It's just the easiest way to go. Like, cool. You're not interested. I'm not interested. <laughs> cool. Well, it's yeah. funny because, you know, we're going through this list and, you know, obviously there's, you know, people are being ghosted or broken up over a postcard or whatever it is. I was halfway expecting to see one where somebody actually faked their own death to get out of a relationship, but haven't come across it yet. So let's go ahead and finish up with this one. It says, uh, it's from Jessica on Facebook. It says, I was still working on getting over a guy I'd been with for over four years when I rebounded pretty hard on a coworker. A week or so after we started dating, we were invited to a party, and since we had been all drinking, we crashed at the host's place. After that party, he started acting super distant and not really wanting to spend much time together until a month later when I was sick. Toward the end of one night, we were chatting on MSN Messenger, and he said he was going to BRB because he needed to shower. About five minutes later, he showed up at my apartment, and we spent the night cuddling and making out. Then he broke up with me the next day before I went to work over MSN Messenger. So, again, you know, just people without the lack of a better term balls to, uh, you know, do it in person. I guess the moral of the story is, you know, if you're going to break up with somebody, do it in person and realize that, you know, it's it may not be the end of the world based on how they react. Yeah, no, sometimes they're feeling the same thing. It seems like that one, A, who the hell uses MSN Messenger? Right. <laughs> two, you got played, girl. You let him over for the night. He got what he needed, and he got the hell out of there. That's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> That's what happened is he just needed, he had an itch. 
you, 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 you scratched, scratched that it. Itch, yep. And he went back. He was good now. He, he got what he needed. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, you got played, kid. You got played. Well, folks, <laughs> that does it for our topic of bad breakups. When we come back, we have a segment called Becoming Our Parents. Uh, if you've seen the Geico commercials recently, you'll know what I'm talking about. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Friday, July 31st. Now, uh, we have set up something called the Phoenix Line. It's a a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line. You know how it works. You leave a message after the beep. Leave it on any topic whatsoever. Hey, maybe you want to call in with your bad breakup story, uh, your psycho hose beast. Again, you can remain anonymous, but uh, it doesn't matter. Just make it entertaining. That's all we ask. Absolutely. That number, 855-PHOENIX-RADIO, 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O, or 855-336-4973 for the alphanumerically impaired We will compile those together, put them out in a future show. And as I mentioned yesterday, we're just a couple away from having that ready. So feel free to call in. And again, anything whatsoever doesn't matter. All right. So moving on, I mentioned before the break, uh, the I, I said Geico commercials. I was mistaken. It's actually the uh, progressive insurance commercials, both insurance. But uh, with <laughs> Dr. Rick and, uh, you know, the, the whole bit is, you know, don't become your parents and you know talking about uh, getting insurance that works for you and you know, really funny things that they do. And I came across a list of things that people have started saying or doing that have essentially made them become their parents and as we get older we find that uh, you know we share a lot of those idiosyncrasies and uh, it, it is very strange how, how that sort of comes along uh, my mom who i believe is watching right now uh, you know we share the fact that we're a little ocd and each thing has to have its place for instance uh, you know on my nightstand next to my bed you know, there's a place for my watch, for my wallet, for my phone, for my pocket knife. And uh, you could literally draw a little line around where everything goes. And that's just sort of my thing that I share with my mom. Uh, Tony, do you have anything that uh, you started doing that realized you started to become one of your parents? Um, not that I can think of. Um, I am very uh, OCD like you where things got to have their place and stuff. Um, I don't know if my mom and dad were so much like that. So uh, just maybe the only thing I can, uh, (laughs) I can maybe, maybe classify like is the same as sometimes people's music drives me nuts. (laughs) Um, And when I was younger, obviously my music I thought was the best. And, you know, and my parents used to be like, turn that crap down and you're, you're going to hate this band one day. And why do you listen to this crap? And, you know, so, but now I've gotten to that age where some, you know, where I hear stuff, I'm just like, Oh my God, turn that crap off. It's terrible. <laughs> you know? So, so maybe along those lines, I kind of think like them. Um, um, or one thing too, another one where they used to say, you know, uh, 
money doesn't grow on trees and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And, and you're going to have to really work all right. this stuff that they used to tell you about, like all of like, the idioms whatever. that, uh, yeah. yeah. You know, like, yeah, I didn't get it. I don't have to worry about that. It's like, yeah, you do. <laughs> and so now you really start to think like that. Um, like my mom always told me instead of working, I should enjoy being a kid and, you know, go do out, go, go do more things with your friends. Yada, yada. And I was like, no, nah, I need to work. I, and she tried to tell me. So yep. now I feel like I'm the old man with like my nephews who are in high school. And I'm like, I should uh, Try focus on your education. On yep. Yeah. Don't worry about finding the one like in high school, like you focus on education. Don't worry about work. And so now I find myself trying to give them the advice that was given to me that I did not take, which is fine. I turned out fine and everything. And I, I have a good life. I just, uh, you know, if I could have done it, Again, I definitely probably wouldn't have worked, even though the video store was fun. But my yeah. senior year, I definitely wouldn't have worked. I mean, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, when Hollywood came, when Hollywood came to town, I should have just uh, took the rest of the time off. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> Try to instill the same thing in my kids. You know, luckily we are not to the get off my lawn part in life yet, but right, we are slowly becoming more like our parents. So, running down a quick list of people who are also becoming like their parents. Uh, for instance, this Twitter user who, again, just went with whatever's supplied, Ashley J 4028175DF, <laughs> says, I realized I was turning into my mom when I caught myself rinsing out plastic sandwich bags so I could use them again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, being frugal. Nothing wrong with that. No, no. And it's funny because uh, that's something I could see Jesse doing. Don't tell her I said yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're saving. I mean, sometimes you put stuff in there that's just nothing nothing you can't use again. But uh, right. you know, I'm not I'm not one. I usually just it, if it's used, it goes away. <laughs> Here's one from Bella Carmella Makeup says, I used to make fun of my mom for buying the same clothes in every color. Now I have five of the same tank top in four different colors. And I can actually appreciate that. You know, I, I don't go out to any fancy places to get clothes. I usually go to Old Navy. I buy non-graphic T-shirts in different colors. I'm a T-shirt and jeans kind of guy anyway. But uh, it's just easier, and you don't have to plan as much in the morning when you're getting ready. Yeah, no. And also, um, I have that with, like, these Calvin Klein jeans. We get them every once in a while. There's just this one fit we have at work, and... I'll buy a couple. I don't even care for the same looking ones because they're so damn nice. But because I wear them all the time, you know, eventually they wear. And then it's like once you get a hole in it and then, you know, the hole gets bigger. I've had that happen to a couple pairs, but we're talking repetitive wash from wear and wash and wear. Right. So now you just have multiple. So it doesn't matter. You just go in there. You have the same jeans. So it looks like you're wearing the same jeans every day. You just actually have quite a few pairs to cycle through, which is nice. You find your comfort zone in there, you know? Comfy clothes are good stuff. Take a note from Bill Belichick, you know? Find your favorite pair of jeans, find your favorite hoodie, take the sleeves off, and you're good to go. Absolutely. All right, uh, moving on. This from The Biggest Sparrow uh, goes into our OCD. Says, I realized that... Ooh, The Biggest Sparrow. (laughs) That thing was huge. I realized I became my mother when I started obsessively straightening piles of books on tables at Barnes & Noble. Do you ever do that, especially being in retail, go to another retail store and things are all out of whack and you find yourself straightening them up for no apparent reason? Just Costco. Uh, If I'm at another one, if their signs are out of whack, if we're walking by, I'll put their 
they're signed back in like if it's cockeyed you know i'll go over to it and make sure it's straight over the product so i've caught myself doing that a few times which is weird or i'll nitpick and say ah that's not on the line or eh, that's not that's not the way it should be <laughs> and then i did get on my uh, sister we were at um I don't know where we were. It was at another Costco. I don't know where at. And uh, she started shredding through the clothes like like members do. And and I was like, dude, don't. I go, that's a, just just freaking look. The size right. is here. Here's your color. And this is the system. Just look here. And she goes, oh. She goes, well, who cares? You don't work at this one. I said, yeah, but I feel for these people that have to fold because I know how they have to do it well, in that, a specific way. That's the it's thing. It's like just – Cost, don't shred it. Costco employs full-time clothes folders for that exact reason. Yeah, because you got to go through it. It's a, dude, believe me, it is not a lot of fun. And I know a few of them are watching and they have to do it and they'll agree like that. It, it, it can be <laughs> tedious. So, yeah, so I try to I try to keep my mind out for that stuff. But, you know, it's the only other thing I'm OCD, I guess, at a regular store is if somebody ditches like cold items or if they if somebody yeah. drops something on the floor and they're just like meh and they walk away i'll pick it up and put it away but that's <laughs> that's about as that goes that's just retail courtesy there yeah well moving on speaking of uh you know things we do becoming our parents here's one i'm guilty of fairly recently even it says when i started bragging about how i wake up early without needing an alarm clock i, um, I i've said almost that exact line Within the last couple of weeks, pretty sad. Yeah, um, I used to be able to do that up until I start working late. Now it's sometimes I need those friendly reminders to get up. So uh, <laughs> you know, I take what I can get now because I don't really have a uh, set schedule, you know. But beforehand, it used to be like clockwork, you know, when mm-hmm. I'd wake up and all that stuff before <laughs> before the change. Yeah, uh, yeah. All right, this next one moving on, uh, something I never quite understood, but uh, was definitely a part of my previous marriage, says, when I bought a set of bathroom towels for decor and used completely different towels to actually dry my body. In my opinion, towels are towels, you know, the, the, the fancy towels, the decorative towels. Why? Why even have them? Yeah. <laughs> I just got the towels. I just, you know, same thing. Just make sure I have... Two matching ones just for like when you walk in for the look of it. But, uh, you know, use the one over here. And then when that one goes in the washer, I transport that one that's over here to the new rack. And then when that one's washed, it hangs. I just cycle. I have like a whole linen closet full of towels and I use like (laughs) the same two. The same two on repeat. Well, that's the thing. You know, it's not like the college days where you had one towel and you used it if it was clean, dirty, on the floor. It didn't matter. That was a disgusting towel. You know, you've got multiple pairs, but don't quite see the need for decorative towels. Yeah. All right. And as we head into the break, let's go ahead and close out this segment about uh, becoming our parents from a Twitter user who says, uh, and Jesse is certainly guilty of this, I realized I was becoming my mom when I began collecting pens from anywhere that offers a pen. And if it writes well, I come back for more. The bottom of my purse is full of them. I don't know what it is about pens and them writing well, but, uh, you know, a, a small collection of pens. I don't know. Yeah. These are all just like pens that have ended up in my pocket over time. Minus this Jingle Bell one. I don't know <laughs> why the hell I have that in there, but I can relate with the damn pen thing. Yeah. Well, folks, we are headed into our final segment. We're going to drop a little knowledge on you. It's this day in history. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. 
Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. Well, folks, you did it. You made it to the last segment of the last show of the week. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Friday, July 31st. Now, if you missed a portion of the show, want to catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to americamatters.us, click on the shows and podcast link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. That could be Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Deezer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? <laughs> what a sexy voice she has. Oh. Yes, I'm a god, you dummy. <laughs> uh, rumor is that that's uh, Pee Wee Herman's voice. But uh, in any case, really? while you are there, be sure to subscribe. <laughs> that way you always have the latest episode. Uh, leave a review. <laughs> that way we know how we're doing. And of course... Tell a friend, because why, Tony? Sharing is caring. <laughs> Sharing is caring. <laughs> no, you are, but what am I, Francis? <laughs> I forgot Pee Wee was one of your uh, impressions. We're going to have to add yeah. that to our uh, wheel of impressions. There you go. In any Just case. Just laugh, really. <laughs> this being the last segment of the show, as we do each and every day, we like to drop a little knowledge on you, hopefully keep you entertained, make you laugh a little bit. It is This Day in History. Crossing the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head, it's This Day in History, with your correspondence on the beat, Ryan Wink. And our co-host Ryan is out uh, on a job right now, so I'm going to go ahead and take us through, starting out with This Day back in 30 B.C., the Battle of Alexandria, Mark Antony achieves minor victory over Octavian, but most of his army subsequently deserts, leading to Octavian's invasion of Egypt. Oh, you know, those wars, it's, you know, the, the Battle of Alexandria and uh, Desert Storm, they, they feel like they happened in the same year. Yeah, it's crazy. Speak, it's... Speaking of crazy... This day in 1498, Christopher Columbus discovers the island of Trinidad on his third voyage. Um, we know that, you know, we've been told our entire lives Christopher Columbus discovered America, the New World. Uh, I think they found out later it was more likely the Caribbean islands, the Bahamas. But uh, I didn't realize he went on more than one exploratory voyage. Yeah, that guy traveled a lot for back in the day, like well navigated around the seas and everything mm -hmm. and you know unfortunately now there's a lot of controversy between uh, columbus day and indigenous people's day and uh, we won't get into it but uh you know it, it's strange to think that one person can cause so much controversy yeah definitely this next one when i read it is going to sound like a little bit of a mad libs but it actually sort of relates to what's going on right now with uh, you know, all the tech companies being uh, uh, sort of grilled in um, the public spotlight right now. This day in 1703, Daniel Defoe is placed in a pillory. And I think that's one of those uh, uh, things that you stick your head and your arms through that they would throw tomatoes at you. So he's placed in a pillory for the crime of seditious libel after pu publishing a politically satirical pamphlet but is pelted with flowers. Doesn't seem like the worst punishment in the world. No, definitely not. Oh, I'm going to throw a dandelion at you for making me laugh. <laughs> Take a rose to the face. Hey, I, if you've ever inhaled a dandelion, 
<laughs> there's, a little, there's a little bit of a punishment right there. Yeah. Have you done that? Like, you're supposed to blow on them. Like, yeah. Like, or, or did you like someone blow it in your face? And no, it it's one of those things where you go to blow, but you take a deep breath in, and a few of those seeds <laughs> come off, and they end up yeah. in the back of your throat. Can't say I've had that happen. I don't want to try it either. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> Moving on this day in 1777, for fans of the play, and obviously it's now on uh, Disney+, Plus. Uh, Hamilton, well, Marquis de Lafayette, at the age of 19, made Major General of the Continental Army. Um, I doubt that in real life he sang as much as he did in the stage show. Yeah. There's a lot of singing. I've heard Hamilton was really good. I've not watched that. We watched it with the boys. It was entertaining. That's good. All right. Moving on this day in 1864, Ulysses S. Grant is named General of Volunteers. Um, don't know much beyond that. Uh, I would assume that uh, that was prior to the Civil War. But, uh, yeah, General of Volunteers. All right. Tip of the cap to you, buddy. Very cool. Moving on, this day in 1914 from uh, my, I guess you could say, homeland where my parents immigrated from. German Emperor Wilhelm II threatens war, orders Russia to to demobilize. And you got to see this picture. He's got the best mustache that I've seen in the segment so far. <laughs> it's, I look forward to seeing it. Yes! It's not only like a handlebar mustache, but it's flipped up on the end so that the ends are pointing straight up. It's Oh, no, even better. They had a guy pitching for the A's the other day. He had some old rolly fingers uh, mustache. That thing like came out, did a little curly curl. That's cool. Yes. <laughs> Throw you in a fastball. See? Yeah. It's funny you bring up baseball because this day in 1930, New York Yankees first baseman Lou Gehrig drives in eight runs with a grand slam and two doubles in a 14 to 13 win over their rival Boston Red Sox. Dang. That's, uh, you know, it's incredible when any player can do that. But always awesome to hear the uh, stories of uh, the legends of yesterday back in the great rivalry between the Red Sox and the Yankees. You know, baseball can be a boring sport to watch, but when you're actually there in the batter's box and, and dealing with pitches that are coming at you between 80 to 103 miles per hour, that's nerve-wracking. Oh, Absolutely. But these guys, you know, they make it happen and uh, get you some entertainment, though. So Yeah. Moving on this day, 1965, cigarette advertising is banned on British television. And it wasn't until, I want to say, mid to early 80s that uh, U.S. followed suit. Yeah, because for a while, I remember uh, you look back at some old... Uh, sporting events and stuff and like marlboro and uh, all that was uh nascar had a lot of following yep um with tobacco advertisements yeah well even in new york city you know madison avenue back in the heyday of advertising you know they had a giant billboard of somebody blowing out smoke rings advertising cigarettes and so just yeah. goes to show how <laughs> prominent it all was and you know when we were little kids growing up you know joe camel was so cool and you know oh yeah not Joe Camel was yep. the thing. Yeah, yep. not so much. You don't see much Joe Camel stuff. Not a whole lot. Well, moving on this day in 1966, Alabamans burned Beetle products due to John Lennon's anti-Jesus remark. I could see that happening. Yeah, you got to be careful if you're in that, uh, you know, that role of uh, superstardom. You got to be careful with your what you 
how you express those things because yeah especially happens yeah, yeah especially with fans in that bible belt area yeah yeah be careful here's something crazy to think exactly one month ago we talked about the beginning of this story this day in 1967 rolling stone mick jagger and keith richards end their one month jail sentence one month wow they actually went to jail for a whole month they did it wasn't just at home with an ankle bracelet. No, th- these days that would be the case. But I was going to say, yeah, it seems if you're a celebrity, that's 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 your punishment. They you actually went to jail. Yep, yep. Crazy. Just ask Lori Laughlin. All right. <laughs> oh, Aunt Becky. This day in 1970 was known as Black Tot Day. It was the last day of the officially sanctioned rum ration in the Royal Navy which started in 1740. So back in 1740, sailors were given a daily rum ration uh, that, you know, helped uh, with scurvy, helped uh, pass the time, obviously. 1970 is when they finally did away with that. Scurvy, you're going to be drinking me rums called the Black Tot. Yar, and it's not tater tots. (laughs) When you said tot, man, you had me thinking tater tots for a second, but then you said rum. And it's too early to think about rum. Rum, and, rum infused tater tots. Yum. Ah, well, that would go. Here's a sad day. This day in 1988, the last Playboy Club closes in Lansing, Michigan. It's the last of a bygone era. Yeah, they had a lot of those uh, go around. I wonder if the one's still open in Vegas over at the Palm. They like brought it back and it was there. Uh, I, I don't know. I'd be surprised if it was re- open just due to coronavirus. But uh, regardless of that, I don't know. I yeah, do I don't know. think Playboy, obviously, with Hef not being around, I don't know how well that is doing anymore. Yeah. I don't follow it. Well, so I don't they've know. changed their formats around a little bit, but uh, I think they're trying to find their uh, their groove again. But uh, we are headed into the last minute of the show. It is the last day of the week, but uh, let's hit you with some holidays for today. Today's National Avocado Day. I think avocados yeah, are good avocados. any day. Yeah, it's Jason Mraz's thing on... Uh, was that celebrity show off? Yep. He thinks he's on Avocado Farm. <laughs> Today is National Get Gnarly Day, whatever that means. Get gnarly, dude. Hit a wave and eat an avocado, bro. <laughs> Today's National Talk in an Elevator Day, much better than National Fart in an Elevator Day, in yeah, my opinion. You know? And we yeah. talked about the other day being National Bagpipe Day. Well, this takes it one step further. It is National Uncommon Instrument Awareness Day. So bust out those recorders and those mouth harmonicas and uh, play to your heart's desire. Folks, that does it for this week of shows. We'll see you on Monday. Everybody, enjoy your weekend. <laughs>